0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Ross McCrory is leaving Rangers on loan with the promise of being first choice and Sarajevo think they've found Celtic's weaknesses. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me on tonight's show is Fraser Wishart. Yeah, hi Alison. First time on the show this summer yep. for me and uh, it doesn't seem that long ago since we were packing the headphones away and uh, parking off for the, the summertime and here we are on the verge of the start of the, the big games and the European ties next week. Begin to look forward to, to the season already. Uh, lots of signings, particularly from Rangers uh, this summer as well. But uh, a big week for our teams in Europe. We want mm-hmm. our teams to do well yeah. in Europe. The, the, the coefficient rose last year, so we need Aberdeen, we need Kilmarnock to support the old firm and, and get us right up the rankings. And perhaps we might even get a team qualifying automatically in a year or two for the Champions League. Absolutely, fingers crossed. Well, let's start with Rangers. And midfielder Ross McCrory's set to join Portsmouth on loan with the option for the League One side to buy him at the end of the season. Fraser, I'll put this in some context. Kenny Jack at the Portsmouth boss has told him he will be first choice. Peck Shrewsbury were the other team that were interested in him. They were guaranteeing him a certain number of games, but with no option to buy. When you look at Shrewsbury and Portsmouth, you would think Portsmouth is the better fit as well. A team that will be up at the other end, challenging. He'll be attacking more than defending, which will improve his game in that aspect as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and if he's not going to have a future at Rangers and, and you, you kind of wonder whether he will come back if, mm-hmm. if there's an option to buy. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, that uh, young Ross has to go, but if you're going to go for a year's loan down to that, that kind of level, then I think Portsmouth are a, are a great move for him. They're a big club, and it's only five, six, maybe seven years since they won the FA Cup. They were in the Premiership. They had all the financial problems. They're coming back, and they almost got to the Championship. So for, from his point of view, spend a season there, you know, enjoy the football. They're a big club with a big crowd and he might even be playing in the Championship next season. So for me, no-brainer and, and a good move for young Ross. It's something that seems to have split opinion amongst the Rangers fans, though, with some annoyed that Steven Gerrard is letting him go on loan. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, I think he's done really well, particularly in that, in that sitting midfield role. But when you look at the competition, and if you're sitting there as Ross McCrory, when you've had taste of the first team in the last year and a half and you, you've, you've played mm-hmm. at a good level... If you're not going to play, and you know, and you've got the likes of Jack and Kamara and Davis and Arfield, Ojo's come in as well, so he's going to be a regular playing in, just off the front as well. So, if you're Ross McCrory and you're looking at it and you're thinking, "Do I really want to be a cover player again?" He even needs to move on to that to that next stage. And from his point of view, he'll have had a chat with Stephen Gerrard, who I'm sure would have been perfectly mm-hmm. perfectly honest with him and, and said, "Listen, you're not going to be a first choice." Um, then for Ross, then he's got a decision to make, and and for me. It, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It could come back to Rangers. You know, if he has a great season and things change at Rangers, you never know. But from his point of view, he's got to be playing regular first team football. And that's always a problem when you're playing at the Old Firm. Reach 20, 21, you're maybe not playing as often as you, as you can. So for me, it makes sense. Stephen Gerrard's still looking to get another couple of players in in this transfer window, but he's keen to get still a few out as well. Yeah, there are. It's a big squad now, and I think a number of players were left behind from the, the, the trip to Portugal. Like said, Graham Doran and Eros Dereska and, and a few others as well. So it's always the problem, and I, and I face it in my in my role at PFA Scotland all the time, where you have a player who's got a long-term contract, be it a year, be it two years. Mm-hmm. The club don't really fancy him. The players not particularly want to stay, but you can't get uh, the, the same terms elsewhere. And it always becomes a bit of an issue for, for, for the clubs trying to remove move players on. 
But as long as it's handled properly, as long as it's done properly and the players are treated properly in the meantime, then, then there's never any problem. But uh, yeah, I think he'll need to get a few players out, Stephen Gerrard, before he can get more in because I think he's signed seven or eight uh, players already in this transfer window. Are you surprised that there hasn't been reported as much interest in Alfredo Morelos as expected suggestions say that Crystal Palace were interested Rangers haven't heard anything about that so as far as they're aware there, there is no interest there at the moment I am a bit surprised I, I, I do wonder whether sometimes maybe his disciplinary record people just kind of look at it and think well we need another mm-hmm. look at him is, is he learning um, is, is he he's learning from his mistakes I mean, there's no doubt he's a terrific talent he really is a, a big talented player and he's still young, and I think sometimes we forget that he's a Colombian lad who's come up to end up in Scotland, this rainy country, via Finland, which is absolutely freezing. And, and yet he, he get uh, he get caught out doing some daft things last season. But uh, football-wise, I think he's got the ability to play at that kind of Premiership level. So somebody somewhere, I think, might take a chance. But I'm a bit surprised there's not been more, even speculation. I mean, this is the first real yeah. bit of speculation I can mm-hmm. think of, although it was it was, it was was wrong. But usually there's stories going around of, of teams watching him. But if he's still at Rangers, I'm sure the fans will be happy. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's not as if Rangers are determined to get rid of him. They'd be quite happy if their their top scorer is still there next season. Well, they're going to have to replace him. And the stories about Kyle Lafferty maybe moving on as well. So you're, you've got Jermaine Defoe mm-hmm. as, as one of your main strikers. And, and teams only go with maybe two main strikers these days, maybe three. But if Lafferty moves on, if Morelos is to move on, then Stephen Gerrard all of a sudden would have to, to, to sign another striker. But I think Stephen Gerrard, if you asked him, he's not interested in, in getting the money in. It's the money men that might make that decision. Mm-hmm. But if Rangers start the season with Morelos and Defoe in competition, and I think Defoe will be fitter, he'll be stronger, he'll be better, then Rangers are, will be in decent shape. You can give us a call tonight, 01419511025, or of course tweet us at Clyde SSB. And Ross in Mochlin has given us a call. Hello, Ross. Hi, Alison. How are you doing? Good, thank you. It's just to say, right, I heard you talk about Ross McCrory for yeah. Rangers, apparently. Uh, it's just to find out why is Ross McCrory leaving. And then all the time I put Clyde one on, I hear nothing but Rangers players leaving. What's wrong me? Is there something on with Gerard Or do they not like Gerard Because every day I hear somebody's leaving. I mean, I'm a strong Rangers fan. Fraser, it's a case that Gerard's changing things round. Some players have come in and maybe not at the impact that he was expecting, he was looking, as you touched on already, Ross McCrory might be a little bit down the pecking order and somebody like him wants to play football. Yeah, I mean, Ross, I don't think it's a problem with the manager. In fact, I know it's not a problem with the manager. The players do respect him. But uh, if, if you're Ross McCrory and, and Stephen Gerrard and you're looking at the situation, you look at the number of games he started last season, he, he really wasn't a regular starter. He came in the season before and I thought he was, he was a kind of star for Rangers during that period when they, they fell apart. Uh, under Graham Murty towards the end of that season but he was consistent as a young lad but last season he didn't start many games and you get to a stage Ross as a football player where yes you're at a big club and yes you're, you're, you're progressing but you're looking and you're thinking I'm not going to play I'm not going to be a first team regular it doesn't matter how often I play well I've got Jack and Kamara in that defensive midfield area Davis plays quite deep as well Arfield's in the centre midfield area as well so you've got all these players ahead of you and uh, I think alone for him would be would be good. I was a bit surprised there was a there was a there was a kind of buyout clause at yeah. the end of it. I was a wee bit surprised at that. That maybe suggest that that uh, if the, the deal's there to be done. But again, if he plays really well, Ross, he can still come back. So a loan for Ross McCrory to me, I think is a good move at this stage in his career. Just for for him alone, not for Rangers, for him alone. And I just think it's shocking. Are, right. are you happy with the players that are coming in though? 
well, I, I mean, it's some of the uh, good players that are really coming in. I can't wait to we get the season kicked back off again. I mean, it's yourself. It's nothing but girls' football. I've got nothing against girls' football. I just want to see this season getting opened up again. Yeah. One of the things I'm looking forward to, Ross, is, is uh, guys I don't really know much about. I mean, Edmondson sent a half from Oldham, but there was big, bigger English clubs looking at him, so we don't know what he's going to be like. But I think in an attacking sense, you know, uh, I was mentioning all the central midfield players as well. I signed Joe Rebo, another mm-hmm. attacking central midfield player as well. Again, saw a wee bit of him last year because I was watching Sunderland because Jack Ross is, is, is the manager there. He looks as if he's got something, but again, will he be able to play at this, this level for Rangers? It's unknown, but Shea Ojo as well from, from uh, Liverpool. You know, exciting attacking players. Will they be able to do it? We don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how they fit into this Rangers system because they've got a lot of players in that centre midfield area. Ross, when you look at the players that have come into Rangers and the ones that are leaving, who would you, Ross McCrory aside, because you've touched on that, is, is there others that you would have wanted to stay rather than seeing them leaving the club? Uh, I'd say the, I'd like to see the goalkeeper staying because I've watched the goal. I know he's not a player, but the goalkeeper. The guy's brilliant, saving all the goals. I really like the goalkeeper as well. And it's just obviously every day you hear Rangers fans talking on this. I mean, it's every day they're talking about Rangers, Rangers this, Rangers that. Then someday they're slagging Rangers. I mean, Rangers are a great football team. Let's see what happens this season. Give the boys a chance. I mean, there's folk out there slag Rangers since the boys start it. Give them a chance. Yeah, Fraser, it's a case that you know, these new players are coming in, some of them we don't know a lot yeah, about, but yeah. Stephen Gerrard doesn't have, have unlimited funds that he can keep bringing players in and not get rid of any players. They signed a lot of players in the last 12 months, you know, an awful lot of players in, in the last window and uh, this time last summer as well. So I, I don't think that uh, you could say the board haven't put some money uh, Stephen Gerrard's way or Mark Allen's way, who was negotiating the contracts. There's plenty of money been been there given Rangers' uh, financial position. So... Yeah, I, I think that uh, we're now getting to the stage where over the last 12 months, Stephen Gerrard's kept the players that we'd like. He's brought in players that he wants to bring in. Uh, and and it's, it's now Stephen Gerrard's squad, if you like. So from that point of view, I think he certainly will be judged a bit more critically, I think, by Rangers supporters this uh, this year. But plenty of attacking players, you know, Jordan Jones, Jake Hasty, mm-hmm. Greg Stewart, all players who brought in in an attacking sense as, as well. Um, so I think I think it'd be interesting to see how Rangers line up and and how they actually attack the game. Daryl sent us a tweet. I don't care what anybody says. Ross McCrory is a better midfielder than Ryan Jack. No idea why we would send him on loan with an option to buy. Almost understood when Doherty went out on loan, but at least he's back. No guarantees for McCrory. You look at Greg Doherty and sending him on loan to Shrewsbury has undoubtedly improved him it's been a better player but there's another name just thrown into the mix and all of a sudden we're at 6 and 7 yeah. and 8 central midfield players which again explains why Ross McCrory as an individual is, is looking at that you know I can see there from Darrell he's, he's not happy because Rangers from a Rangers perspective that they've, they've, they've let him go I'm not sure he would, he would be ahead of Ryan Jack for me mm-hmm. at this point I, I, I like Ryan Jack I think he's very underrated you know he, he mops the game up well he does the, the sort of dirty part well and he does things simply that, that sometimes he doesn't he goes unnoticed you know and he's got to be a bit about him you know he'll put his foot in and he'll tackle I think Ryan Jack's a first choice for Rangers You touched on earlier the, the European games coming up Rangers have finally confirmed when the first leg of their Europa League qualifier will be they play St Joseph's in Gibraltar and it will be Tuesday at quarter to five it's quite quite <laughs> close to the time before this one was confirmed Yeah it'll be warm at that time of day as well for, mm. for Rangers playing uh, 
Remember Celtic playing on that pitch a couple of yeah, years ago? Yeah, Lincoln Redemps. Hopefully it's a new, better pitch than it was there. It was like green concrete at mm-hmm. that time in Celtic. Celtic lost, but I, mean, I think it was just conditions more than anything else. I don't see any problems for Rangers. You know, I think there's only that one pitch on the in the Principality mm. that's that's uh, that's able to play European football. But uh, over the two legs, there can't be any problems for Rangers there. Yeah, surely. an artificial surface for that one. But as you say, it should be fairly straightforward at this stage when you're going in against a team like St. Joseph's. Not talking them down too much, but mm. you would think Rangers yeah. have got far too much for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Remember Celtic lost? You're thinking surely not. They took a wee spell in the second leg to, to get the goals, but they, they won out. They won fairly comfortably. But uh, no, I don't see them in any problems for for Rangers over there. I mean, if if they did lose, I mean, they lost a team from Luxembourg under mm-hmm. Pedro Cachinha. I think this would probably be even worse than that. Losing a team, which from is Rangers a team Brooklyn. they could possibly play again in the the later stages. Yeah. But if you look at the Rangers team of of Pedro Cachinha when they did go out to progress and to the the team that. Is it Rangers now? How much do you, do you see the improvement there? Far better shape now than they were 12 months ago. Rangers, uh, you know, even, I know the, the gap was what, 11 points at the end of the season, something like that. Um, but uh, on the field of play, Rangers were far, far better. But this is a, this is a big year now, as I said, because this is, this is a third window Stephen Gerrard's mm-hmm. had and Mark Allen's had as well. And I think the fans will look at them a wee bit more critically. They've got a good look to their squad. But it's important to go off to a good start. And, and this game against St. Joseph's, should be a formality. They don't want any issues or any problems or any shaky start. Even even like a, like a close victory, I don't think would do. They want to go in there, put their mark on it, win by a couple of goals over there and then enjoy the game at Ibrox. We've spoken quite a lot over this summer about how big a season it is for both Celtic and for Rangers. In terms of for Rangers, this is something I've asked all the pundits. What do you think Stephen Gerrard needs to achieve this season? I think they must be looking to win the league this season. Mm-hmm. I think Steven Gerrard himself will be looking to to, to get right up there. Um, they want to go off to a good start. They stayed with Celtic, and I think when they beat Celtic at New Year last year, what the three points behind, yeah, and then it just collapsed after the after the the winter break. So they they know they got there, and then things just went wrong, and Celtic powered on and won a whole load of games that that, that made that gap bigger. But I, I think I think there were bigger expectations this time last year. I don't think anybody within Rangers expected. To win the league, they wanted to be they want to be sent, obviously, mm. uh, and as close as they possibly could. I think the, the the points gap was probably bigger than they would have liked, but I think that, that the improvement that Rangers had on the field of play was acceptable. This year again, the signings look good. Whether they turn out to be that like that on, on the field of play, we don't know. But I think they'll be looking to make a better fist of it and a better challenge to Celtic for longer, at least. If they don't win the league, does he need to at least win a trophy? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Gerrard's not somebody who'll hang around. I mean, I'm not saying he would he would he would resign if he doesn't yeah. win a trophy. But you know, he's 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 a realist. He's a winner. He's he's not daft. And and I think that the two the way Rangers went out the two cups last year, I think, didn't help him either. The two defeats against Aberdeen, both in Glasgow, as well, and really going out with a bit of a whimper. They didn't really get anywhere close to to their best or close to winning a trophy. Uh, I think they've gone. I think if they were second and closer, and they won one of the cups, then fans would think that was okay. His big thing was about consistency or the, the lack of it at times last season. It was something that they started to find towards the end of the season, and fans will get a, a chance to get a little glimpse of what lies ahead on Sunday. They've got their first pre-season friendly. Yeah, been interesting to see his team because he has got that game. Then he's got to fly out quite quickly, and mm. two days later, a game against St Joseph's. And while I'm saying. Yeah, it should be fairly straightforward. They can't afford to, to take it that way. And I know we're still in pre-season and he'll chop and change his team, but um interesting to see what he plays against Oxford. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
It's a meaningless game really It's a fitness game I wonder whether there'll be more fringe players And these key players for his game yeah. against St Joseph's Might just be Might just wait until until the Tuesday night Although In all the pre-season games that I've read about They've uh, played Almost every player They've can almost played two teams in each half <laughs> They've even played three uh, Three three halves so Like three uh, thirds And change a team all the time So you know, but he's got to look at that St Joseph's game That's, that's the big game Need to win that one this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wisher here with me, Alison Conroy, through until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've touched on Rangers Europa League qualifier next week. Well, Sarajevo say they think they've found some weaknesses in Celtic's team, which they plan to exploit. Neil Lennon side, of course, travel to Bosnia for the first leg of their Champions League qualifier next Wednesday. One of their players, Dusan Hozic, has been speaking to the media. He says, Fraser, they don't have a lot of weak points, but they have a few and we're aiming to take advantage of them. Celtic are the hardest opponent we could have got in the draw, but that also means it's a great challenge for the players. Again, when you look at Celtic and you look at Rangers at this stage... It should be fairly straightforward for them. Yeah, it should be, but uh, we, we've seen it before where they do get difficult games like that one that uh, we've identified a few weaknesses. But I'm not going to tell you what they are. Yep. You know, so that to me says we have to really we're just kind of we're just kind of making it up <laughs> as we go along. But uh, again, I mean, Sarajevo again unknown, but uh, I don't think they'll be the, the, the strongest team in the qualifiers. But Celtic can't afford to to be complacent again. You know, they get so much riding on this this campaign again. Disappointment last year of losing out at the last stage was, was huge mm-hmm. for the Celtic supporters. And again, because the coefficient we mentioned earlier, the drop down for Scotland, then they've got four qualifying four qualifying games. But uh, it be interesting to see how Celtic, again, approach it. You know, they've got uh, the first leg away from home, but they've got like, so Julian is, is back in, in the squad. And they've got, uh, we're going to call him Bialongi Mbombo or is it Mbombo? Volleyball and goalie. Volleyball and golly, I like that. Yes, like that. that sounds quite simple as well. But he, he, I would, I would guess he might play. Keon Tierney is still not going yeah. to be fit for these games in in any case. And uh, who plays right back? Anthony Rawson's been playing there uh, in, in the early stages. So a wee bit, they might be thinking Sarajevo that uh, this sort of uncertainty of the new defence might be something they can take advantage of. But again, you said you think Celtic should have enough to get through. Celtic have brought in three players so far and Chris Julian, Luca Connell and Bolly Bolingoli. You mentioned the right back position there. Has that got to be Neil Lennon's focus at the moment, finding someone for that position because he doesn't really have much there? They almost need that an entire whole back four mm-hmm. when, when you Benkovic going back, Boyata uh, leaving. Uh, Tierney's out injured, but there's uncertainty around whether he'll be there anyway and Lustig leaving as well. So that was almost an entire first choice back four at some stages last Last season, I, I sometimes think that clubs sign too many players, you know, and I think they still need a right back. But why not have Anthony Ralston if he's not going to be first choice as a kind of second choice yep. and let the lad come into the team and let him play more games, let him develop as well? Uh, there's always a kind of, a kind of fans just demand more and more signings. But the more players you've got, the less chance there is for young lads to, to, to come through. So I would see Ralston as being one of two of the right backs. And I think they maybe still need somebody of, of a bit more experience to play in that position. The deadline has passed for Celtic signing anyone for this qualifier, but they can still add a wild card until the night before the yeah. game if they feel they need to. 
Yeah, and, and and they might well do that. Uh, and, and attacking there is a pretty well served, and you get Schwed coming coming into the squad as well. Um, you've still got all the, the, the sort of reliable guys from years gone by. They've got uh, you know uh, Ryan Christie, Cal McGregor, mm-hmm. Edward Lee, Lee Griffiths coming back in is, is like a new signing as well. So I think in that kind of position up there, I don't think they need too much in the attacking sense. Celtic, but I said one or two reinforcements, uh, and, and it's interesting you said there they've only signed three players. Look at Connor, I think it'll be more a development player. Yeah. So two first team players. I don't think you'll see huge numbers this year from Celtic, but you'll see them spend a bit more money on a smaller number of players. We spoke about Rangers and players going out that we're expecting that players will still head out from Celtic as well. I know there's there's interest in Kieran Tierney, nothing concrete happening as yet. Tom Rogic, another one, yeah. Zenit St Petersburg, interested in him. There's been some murmurings about Olivier and Cham as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But Rogic and uh, Tierney, of course, are still injured at the moment. Yeah. You know, so that, that may, may or may not may not happen. And uh, I mean, the one with Tierney just seems to be a daily story. And nobody really seems to be able to pin down whether they actually have and how much Arsenal have bid or Napoli. Mm-hmm. But he's a good player. We know how good he's going to be, and he's going to attract attention. And that again is one for 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 Celtic, and one that'll develop quickly because the English transfer window closes probably in about a month's time. Closes before the Scottish transfer yeah. window. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. We've got William and Craig End on the line. Hello, William. Hello. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good evening, William. It's just to talk like you're saying there, Fraser. I think. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the nine in their own things like that, but I think the the European. Uh, the European venture for the Scottish clubs is is really important. Yeah. After the after we after having a great year last year, we're getting two into the qualifiers, uh, two into the group stages. Uh, I think. I mean, it's good for the players or not. Even if there's a chance that we could even lose one of these qualifiers for next year if we do well this year. So, for me, it's good for the players, and it's it, it's always a good distraction uh, playing European football up to Christmas at least, you know. And I think. I don't think it's been great for Celtic the the build up even though they've not lost a lost a game. I just think losing Tierney and losing Rogic and uh, Christie and then Cham is a big loss for getting into getting into these games. But I just think uh, we should manage to get through. I don't. I'm not up with my my Bosnian football, you know. But <laughs> I do. I just think uh, I think we should get through it. We've got enough to get through it, you know. But I just think. Uh, it'd be great for uh, teams to get to even get to the group stages again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I don't think anyone's know much about Sarajevo, William. To be honest with you, but uh, I, my job with the players' union, you speak to unions in these countries, you know, and, and their their aim from their players is to leave that country to get out as quickly as possible because there's not much money in, in these countries. So they, they, you find out the Bosnian national team and Serbian national team and all the guys in that area. They, they want to go and play abroad, so it means that their because that's where the money is. It means that their domestic football isn't quite as strong, but still they can't afford to to think that way. And and I agree with you totally. I mean, the, the the excitement of European football for Scottish teams is 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 there for us all. And uh, when Celtic get knocked out last year, it's a huge disappointment to supporters, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a wee lull in the season. It took a while to get going, Celtic. And I think this affected the the players, the club, and the and the supporters. And in the early stages, the most important thing. I still think domestic league winning that is so important to 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 our, our teams. Yeah. And of course, with nine in a row coming up, I and mean, I played for Rangers during the nine in a row, so I, I know what the supporters it means to them. Mm. But at the early stage of the season, just concentrating the European ties—that's the big thing, a big money earner. But also, supporters might get to see some of the world stars coming and playing in, in their pitch as well. So, the early part of the season for, for them, I'm sure, the important thing is just Europe. Well, you want to come back in. 
I agree, I agree with that. I mean, I know the focus will be on nine in a row, but I just think, I just think for the players as well. I know they get the winter break in that as well, but yeah. but they get a coefficient up. I mean, a lot of people are quite negative about Scotland in the league, and as you talked about the the. the the Bosnian league there. I don't know if it's full time or part time. I'm not sure, but it's full time. Right? It's a full time yeah. league. Well, they should be for me. They should be quite decent. Then yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you shouldn't underestimate them. You know, I think, I think, uh, but at this early stage, uh, it's a lot better than watching uh, friendlies. You know, I think <laughs> it's great to have competitive games. You know, but I would, I would for the players and for the club, it's great to get into Europe and. Have that at least until up to Christmas. You know that's the yeah. way I would look at it. Yeah, no, but I agree, William. And, and to, if you look online and you see these websites that calculate our coefficient, and it's it's pretty boring. And you think it's a football show. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about this? But Rangers right. and Celtic doing so well last year was brilliant. We, we went up from twenty five to twenty. We almost got another couple of places. I think I think we get to fifteen. I could be wrong. I think we get to fifteen. Then we get a team automatically into the Champions League. And if we go up to 16 or 17 this season, it might cut a round or two off the qualifying next year for whoever's involved in it. So as, as bad as it may feel, Rangers and Celtic supporters need the opposition to do well this year because it's going to help our country. Okay, well, I, I agree. I, that's magic. Thanks a lot, guys. I agree. I agree entirely. You know, I think I think all the best to the, the clubs in, uh, for next week and the, the weeks heading up to... Uh, they start the league as well. Hopefully, they can qualify and get into get into the the group stages and at least to yeah. European football uh, at least Christmas anyway. You know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. William. Thank you to William and Craig again for his call. Rangers have just confirmed that Ross McCrory is indeed heading to Portsmouth on loan for the season. So we wish him all the best down yeah. there and a team that are going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a big team playing against big teams. There's some some good teams in that uh, that League One. Um, not least Sunderland and, and Charlton and many others that played Premiership football in, in the last five or six years. So I, I think it's a good move for 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 Ross. You know, Rangers supporters. I think mixed feelings. I think there's a lot of them feel he should be getting a run in the team and getting a game. But Stephen Gerrard decided he's not going to be a first choice. As I said earlier, when you're a football player, you just want to play, and it's a key part in his development. And he can't afford to wait another two years and just be a, just be a squad player. Go and play at Portsmouth. And then see where you are next year. You can buy, play for Rangers if they, if they don't want you. Mm. Portsmouth could be in the championship. Great move for the young lad. I want to go back to the European ties next week. We've spoken about Rangers, we've spoken about Celtic. We've got two other teams playing European football as well in Aberdeen and Kilmarnock. What do you see the target being for them? Obviously, Kilmarnock a little bit of an, an unknown going into it because yeah. they've got Angelo Alessio in charge now. Yeah, and they've not signed any players. They've mm. not brought anybody in. I know they've got trialists in at the moment and uh, they were trying to get a couple over the line today. But uh, they've not signed any new players, but they're, they're, they're not as strong because Jordan Jones is going. Chris Boyd retired. There's one or two others have, have kind of moved on as well. So uh, I would think Connor, Connor's key nomads in the first stage. You know, I saw them play against Ross County. Yeah. Wow. I mean, no disrespect to the guys, but it was not great football. And I think that. Kamalik should go through that one but they've got a tough one I can't remember who it is is it Partizan Belgrade or somebody mm-hmm. they have to get through that one so they've got a tough one the second one I think Aberdeen have got to aim I think they've got to try and aim for the group stages I mean that mother uh, Hibs were nearly there last year they almost made it last year and I, and I quite like the look of of, uh, of the signings that uh, the Derek McInnes has made last year a bit of a transition year and you know, Derek's often been criticised for maybe not giving young, youngsters a chance but you know, young lads came through that Conor McLennan and, and people like that as well top players you know, like saying Bryson, the, the, the James Wilson. I think James James Wilson's got something. I mean, he's he's a f- great footballer. It didn't show enough 
in terms of goal scoring there as yeah, well. Yeah, a few but, eyebrows raised when, when they signed him yeah, permanently yeah. yesterday, but from what you're saying, there, there's more to come from him. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I was surprised as well because he didn't score enough goals. Yeah. And that was the problem. I think lads like that, when big clubs, sometimes they get loaned out for so long and they've always got the comfort of going back to Manchester United on a big wage. You know, so they can go on loan and if it doesn't happen, they go back to the club. Now James is, is, is away from Manchester United. This is his bread and butter. This is his job. And I think you'll see him improved. He's got, he's got the talent. There's no doubt in that. I think he can, if he can apply himself, he can, get, he can get goals as well. But I think Bryson's a good signing. I think Curtis Main will do well for him as well. I liked him at Motherwell. So... You know, a decent squad of, of experienced players coming in there and the youngsters coming through, but I think Aberdeen have got to try and get at least to the sort of towards the, mm. the Europa League stage. I think they've got to try and aim for that. If they can get to the Europa League, that'd be fantastic. Signings like James Wilson pushing Stevie May further down that pecking order, and there's suggestion that St Mirren yeah. are one of the clubs interested in taking Stevie for the new season. Yeah, it's amazing. Such a great talent when he was at St Johnston, got a big move, and he doesn't seem to have recovered from a couple of really serious knee injuries. I mean, he still looks, when I saw him playing last year, he looked busy, still pacey, he works hard. He just doesn't look confident in front of goal and, and that's an issue again. You've got Wilson, you'd May. If you don't score goals, a striker, all the stuff that you do outside the box and all the chasing and all the hard work doesn't account for anything. And it looks like he is going to find himself down that pecking order with one or two players that they've that they've signed Aberdeen and uh, it may well be that he's going to have to move on and try and resurrect his career. I hope he does. He's a good lad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just hasn't recovered maybe confidence-wise more than anything else that, from, from that serious injury. Grace in East Colbride has given us a call tonight as well. Good evening, Grace. Hiya. Hello. Hi, Grace. Hiya. Um, I was on a few months back when they uh, they married with Leicester's um, and I had a bit of a... He even said at the time, um, this is what especially we care It's a completely different ballgame as far as I'm concerned. Kieran Tierney's won a place in the Celtic fans to the first in mind. And I think if he does go, um, he'll go with, um, I would say, 90% of the fans' best wishes. you would always meet someone that's going to disagree with it. Kieran Tierney's a class act. And I think if he does go, he's not going to go in the manner that um, Mr Rogers left the club. Um, and that was my, my take on the whole situation. And I don't think it does any good for all this speculation as well. It's not. It can be good for Kieran. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things in social media as well. Um, and I just wish one way or another it was decided sooner rather than later so that we can all draw a line and move on. Fraser, we had a couple of calls last night. One in particular saying that if Kieran Tierney was to go, it would make him as bad as Brendan <laughs> Rodgers. But Grace makes a valid point. When you think what he's done for Celtic, he has yeah. won a place in all their hearts, all the Celtic fans' hearts. He's not going to be compared to the way that Brendan oh, Rodgers decided to leave the club. Some supporters need to get a grip. I mean, <laughs> football people are, are players are human beings. Football people are human beings like anybody else. And Kieran, Kieran Tierney is an absolute died in the wheel Celtic supporter. And uh, if he moves on, it doesn't mean he's any less died in the wheel. If he stays, it doesn't mean he's any more. It, it, it's just ridiculous to even suggest that. Can I just make that. another point when, when here? It's, sorry, I was just going to say, when, when, when you're looking Sorry. at the club size of Arsenal and Napoli, Energy is going to be tempted by that. It's a short career, and you mm. want to go and play against the very, very best. Sorry, yeah, Grace. That was my point. It is a very short <laughs> career. I mean, God forbid anything could happen to any player. Um, and if he's, if anything did happen to him, which obviously everybody hopes it never would, but if it did, you'd be better it happening when you were earning £50,000 a week as £15,000 a week. And if it was my son playing for Celtic, and uh, I'm sure he wishes that he was, then I would say to him as well, you have to think about you first and foremost and what's right for you. 
But I, I definitely don't think he would lose the, the, the feelings that um, a lot of the Celtic fans have for him. And I'm just sorry that Hugh's not on tonight because, um, Marky or not, I'm very happy so far with all the signings that we've made. <laughs> <laughs> is he still looking for Marky signing, is he, Grace? I, I think he's away putting his tent up somewhere. <laughs> but I'm and, and I'm very confident um, we'll do nine and God willing we'll do ten as well. That's funny. I mean, Grace does make that point again, going back to some of the callers last night. They believe that Kieran Tierney shouldn't leave now. He should stay for nine. If they do nine, he should stay for ten. But it's that point as well. I mean, it's all if buts and maybes, but what if he gets an injury, which is career-threatening? We don't want that to happen to any player, yeah. but you don't know what's going to happen. The chance can pass him by. The chance can pass you by. A chance to play in the Premiership in England or to play in Italy or to play at the very highest level can pass you by and football players get to where we are because we're competitors because we hate losing because we want to better ourselves we want to keep testing ourselves and I've got absolutely no problem I've got no problem with Brendan Rodgers I think the stick that Brendan Rodgers got was, was, was out of order as well but that's another matter but uh, Kieran Tierney if he does move on he moves on with Celtic in huge and vast sums of money into their bank account as well and uh, I don't think you can cast any aspersions that and I think Grace is right I think the vast vast majority 99% of Celtic fans will be fine a couple of, couple of dafties might not be but that's, that's, that's their prerogative <laughs> Thank you to Grace for her call this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're back after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com Alison Conroy and Fraser Wishart here with Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight. I want to go straight back on to the Lions and Stephen and Renfrew's given us a call. Hello, Stephen. Good evening, Alison and Fraser. How are you tonight? Very Good evening, well, Stephen. thank you. Very well, yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm um, uh, on a ship that I'm out. Uh, Oka Patrick's lovely. Oh, very nice. You're not fast, but anyway. a cup of tea. Uh, well, I've got a well-being cabin, you'll see it's right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got one question, I've got loads of questions, but I know you finish at seven. Um, right, go for it. For Fraser, um, see the coefficient you were speaking about? Yeah. Um, what number do the Scottish teams have to get until they get in the Champions League? Do you know something? I, I don't know exactly. I think it's 15, maybe 15. Somebody else will maybe build a phone in. You get these websites and uh, social media sites you can have a look at. But it's something, so, something like that. I think we have 20 just now, Stephen. 20, so they get 15, then uh, whoever wins the uh, Premiership. Yeah, goes into the Champions League straight away. Yeah, yeah, something that's so, it's about there. But we weren't far off last year. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we weren't close to getting there, but we really closed the gap hugely, hugely. So uh, another another season like last season will not be far off it again this year. If uh, every team does well this yeah. year, well, uh, it's only going to be a plus then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and including Hibs did well last year. Hibs almost. They get through sort of three qualifying rounds as well, so they they get a number of points, and you get points for winning games and points for getting through to the next round. I don't know how they work it out, but but it's, yeah. but, it's but it's important. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for that. Uh, just a quick word on the Kieran thing. Yeah. Uh, see the, the 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 lad they signed for Rapid Vienna. I can't mind his second name. Bolly, bolly, like, bolly, bolly. Aye, aye. Well done, Alison. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I like his um, his uh, bit of news on BBC Text that. Um, he never joined Celtic because Kieran Tierney was leaving. He joined Celtic because he wants competition. So uh, I like that story as if, oh, there's something in that. Yeah, you hear your comments on that? Yeah, he said that yesterday's media conference, um, not just on the BBC yeah. text. Um, he was yeah. asked about Kieran Tierney and whether he was 
you know, he was given any assurances that he was going to be first choice and he said it didn't make any difference. He's yeah, ready for competition as much as he, he says he's aware oh. of Kieran Tierney and how good he is and whether he's there or not, he's there to challenge. Yeah, good. I, mean, I hope Kieran's still at Celtic because you want the best place oh, to stay, to stay mm-hmm. in Scotland. But if he, if he does go, you can understand why. You know, it's not just about the money, it's also about the competition there as well. But, uh, you know, and yeah. Kieran has missed a number of games last year and Johnny Hayes playing fullback and they kind of struggled. To, he's a Geary playing, mm. I don't think it was the same old as a Geary from years ago, but uh, you need a couple of players at each position. So, so but yeah. he seems to be a good player. I, I don't know much about him at all, uh, Stephen, but if Kieran Tierney does go, he's got a decent pedigree to step in there and replace him anyway. I, I like the fa- fact that how um, Johnny Hayes has progressed in the last sort of six to eight yeah. months. Yeah, good um, job, Johnny. And he's versatile. He can play fullback and he can bomb forward. And his crossing's pretty decent. So I think Celtic would be okay. But having three like that, yeah, it's good. Yeah, as you said, anyway, you could play further forward as well. I, th- I think Neil Lennon likes Johnny Hayes <laughs> as well, Stephen. I think I think he's a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, thanks for your time. I like you to push on and. Enjoy your work. The rest of the phone on. Enjoy Great, thank you, Stephen. Aye, aye, it's no, it's no physical. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, right. Thanks. That was Stephen in Renfrew. Um, Let's go to the other side of the country, to Edinburgh. Ran Budge says, Hearts always have to be wary of how other teams are going about their business after American businessman Ron Gordon bought over Hibs this week. He's injecting, of course, that seven-figure fee into the Easter Roadside. And Budge says that everyone at Hearts will need to pull together to make sure they can compete with that. Well, obviously, when we're doing the planning and putting the plans together, we've got to be aware of the wider... uh, football landscape basically and that landscape is changing there's no question about that if you look at the number of overseas investors who are coming into Scottish football um, I think it's it's going to get more competitive uh, we're obviously in a fairly unique situation where we're going to be a fan-zoned club and so the message I need to get over to the supporters is yes absolutely we'll continue to um, you know to compete uh, but the fans now are the backers of the club and we must all pull together and um, keep competing. I mean, a seven-figure sum going into Hibs is absolutely brilliant for them, but yeah. and much budget, as she says, is looking at that thinking, right, we need to do what we can, but they are in that unique position. Yeah, they don't have that uh, same model. I think that's what she's trying to stress there to Hearts supporters is that slowly but surely they will eventually own the whole club and, and what the Hearts supporters have done for well, their club has been unbelievable. I mean, uh, I was involved in the in sort of the administration, if you mm-hmm. like, and and it was almost gone completely. There almost was no hearts at all, and uh, the the money they've ploughed in has been wonderful. They get new stand, they've got uh, you know they've got complete turnaround. But you're looking at their squad, and they've signed Craig Halkett, signed Connor Washington, both in free transfers. Jimmy Jimmy Walker, I'm not sure whether they paid any money for him, but a small fee. Uh, and, and they'll be worried I think the supporters of Hearts that Hibs are going to get vast sums of money I don't think they're going to get 10 million to spend but they'll have a bit more than they had as well mm. and you might see some players come in because sometimes when they say we've invested the money or whatever else that's really just buying the shares it's purchasing the club but I don't see why this this uh, gentleman John Gordon would buy the club without investing money in it You know, why would you buy it just to run it on the same line so interesting times at Hibs because it's been Rod Petrie and Tom Farmer for so long uh-huh a change just is going to invigorate the place. So yeah, exciting times through there. Yeah, it's an absolutely massive change. And Anne Budge was speaking about these overseas investors and somewhere else that's got that's done to United. And when you look at that and Lorne Shankland yeah. is opting to stay in Scotland to sign for Dundee United who will be pushing to win the championship yeah. this season rather than rejecting 
a deal down south. So it shows some of the money maybe that's coming into the game that's that's kind of encouraging players to stay here, which can only be good for us as well. Yeah, as long as it's invested properly. I mean, I, I, I say I'm, I'm old enough and ugly enough to have been through so many administrations. My job with the PFA, you know, I've been right in the middle of it, dealing with administrators, dealing with all the issues that come there. And, and that's usually because clubs have overspent. Mm-hmm. And usually because when owners say they put money into it, they don't really, they lend the money to the football club and then they demand it back and the club can't pay it back. So we've got to be careful in terms of, of how they go about it. But but any kind of money that's invested properly into Scottish football can only be, be, be beneficial. But huge pressure on Dundee United this year. He's been down in that league now for three years, not really been close to getting up. <sighs> Is this the season that they have to come back up? Every season we say this, but that's, you know, three seasons. Even just in a football sense and the supporters' Mm -hmm. sense as well, if they don't do it this year with new investors, with supposedly, certainly supporters would think, money being invested in the team and signing players and good contracts and some of the players they seem to be looking at from abroad, yeah, I think they have to go up this year. But I look at Dundee and I quite like, I'm biased, I know James McPake, I think mm-hmm. he's a really good guy and I think he's got something about him to be a good manager. But they've got a decent squad there when you look at who he's added to and kept their, their best players as well. So it'll be difficult for United. And what kind of support is, is Gordon Strachan going to provide to James as a young manager as well? I think he'll be there for him. I, I don't know, I haven't spoken to James recently mm-hmm. about it. And uh, I, I kind of got the impression that Gordon's stuff is more about the youth. Gordon's got his own foundation. Yeah, Jim, uh, Jimmy Nichols there, of course. In England, well, Jimmy yeah. Nichols there to help out. So I think Gordon's more about trying to implement what he his ideas are because he, he's, he's got a really good foundation down in England which helps young lads maybe get a second chance. So I, th- I think his role will be probably more to do with that. But he's always in the end of a phone if, if James wants him. But you're right, he's got Jimmy Nichols there who's, who's, who's holding the tooth as well. A big move confirmed today for midfielder Aidan Fitzpatrick. He's completed his switch in Partick Thistle to Premier League side Norwich City for a fee of around... £350,000, Fraser. Yeah, disappointing that uh, that the lads left, but again, everybody's got the price in their head. That's the problem with Scottish football, and, and you hope he's, it's not too early for, for him. But again, I don't know the, the details of the deal. He'll get far more money going down to, to Norwich City. And there's always a, you know, we, we represent players as, as a PFA, and uh-huh. we you want them, first and foremost, it's about football. Where are you going to play? You want to play regularly, you want to stay where you are, but there's a tipping point where sometimes an offer becomes. So good, you can't turn it down, even though you're maybe not going to play and you're going to be away from it. But he's got a good club. I like the guys at Norwich, they're, they run the club well. And uh, you're going to the sort of academy there, and you never know, in a couple of years' time, maybe like well, Ryan Fraser going down south. We all said, Was that too early? Look at him now, flying, absolutely flying the Premiership. And in terms of Partick Thistle as well, that kind of money when they're trying to build to also try and mount yeah. a challenge in that league can make such a massive difference as well. Yeah, you add that money to the, the sort of cut they got of Liam Lindsay's transfer deal when he went to Stoke City. They were on a percentage of, of, of the profits there, so there'll be, I don't know how much, a few hundred thousand pounds again going into to there. So when you're down there and the parachute payment kind of begins to go from the drop from the Premiership, they need to, to have that kind of cash. So it'll help Gary Caldwell invest in his team and hopefully the Jags will be up the top end of the table. Do you expect more from them? Yeah, this season. I, I would think top four for Thistle is an absolute necessity. They have to get into the playoffs, give themselves a chance of being promoted. And just a quick one that I thought was an impressive signing for Falkirk, given they've just been relegated, was Connor Salmon coming in. Yeah, they signed a lot of good players. You know, Michael Tidzer from, from Morton as well. I think they'll romp that division. And sometimes you've got to hit rock bottom before he can come back up. I've seen it before. I played for Falkirk 
they're, they're, they're a big club for that kind of level they should be near the top end of, of, of the, the championship so yeah they should romp that league this year That's about it for tonight Andrew McLean is back on Monday night with Hugh Keevan so all, as always you can keep up to date with everything that's happening on Twitter at Clyde SSB GBX is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.